0: Coming this Christmas, only on the Nerd Blitz Patreon.
1: Ho, ho, ho! Big blood!
0: Santa, you gotta save us. The War of the Santas, only on Patreon.com. Slash Dirtless Pod this Christmas. Eaves Roy, Eaves The War of the Santa. All on Patreon.com, Slash Dirtless Pod. So, what do you two do with this? What did you call it? A book club? Well. We read and then we talk about what we read. Oh, really? You read and talk every week. You sure this isn't just some excuse for you and those caddy women to get together and talk about what assholes your husbands and boyfriends are? Oh, why would we ever have a need to do that? You know, that mouth won't get you far in this life. At least, not using it that way. Ha <laughs> ha. So, what the hell do you clucking hens read anyway? Why does the little cock care so much? Ouch! You wound me. But fair. It's, it's just I've never been invited to one, so I'm curious what goes down. Just normal stuff. Stop being so weird. Yeah, that's not suspicious at all. Quit dodging. What do you read? Um, books? Fine, fine. Keep your secrets. You have your book club. I have my strip club. Bzzz. Hey gang, thanks for joining us this week for the Nerd Blitz Book Club. I'm Doom. And I'm Fitz. And we're here for the finale of fucking Series 8. Yeah. Didn't think we'd get here, did we?
1: I wasn't sure. I wasn't sure if we'd get them all done. No. But we did. Look at us.
0: Look at us. It's almost like we're, you know, half competent. Which half? Ha ha! <laughs> the bottom half. Ooh, bottom. No, I take that back.
1: Yeah. We <laughs> <laughs> rephrased that.
0: Yeah, let's make it quarter competent. All right. Because like my right egg, my right egg, <laughs> leg.
1: We're six 19ths competent.
0: Well, that's offensive, but not far off. Um, I was trying to say my right leg can kick some ass when it came out as my right egg. Oh. My right nut will fuck you up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, But we're back here with... uh. Dan Shamble short story from Services Rendered called Cold Dead Turkey. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna. I have a selection from my Services Rendered review that I'll read to you. Okay. But I I kind of mentioned it offhandedly when we talked about uh, Naughty and Nice. Hmm. Uh. The, I'll, I'll I'll talk about that when we get there because we were talking about like weaving stories together. Hmm. Yeah. I But I believe I some, mentioned it.
1: I noticed there's some crossover here.
0: Oh. Okay. That's interesting. I don't think that's the way I'm going, but, um, okay. keep that in mind because that's. I want to hear what your thoughts are. Okay. But in this volume, I guess you could call it. Mm-hmm. He starts it off with a story where, like, something happens. Some fucking specter comes into the office and throws a bunch of files around, mm-hmm. and they're like, it's almost clip showy. And uh, I wish he would have taken it further, where like, each part of this clip store or clip show short story would have happened in between these each story in this volume.
1: Mm. Mhm.
0: Do you have any memory of what I'm talking about when I said oh, I'll mention that when we get to it and services rendered?
1: <laughs> kind of, yeah.
0: Okay. And I thought that would be a great way to tie all this shit together and not make it just seem like individual cases on their own, like weave this bigger story. Uh-huh. That's all I wanted to mention. It's uh I'm hoping because he's told me a couple times next year he's hoping to do a uh Another short story collect. well, actually, he told me next September he's thinking about doing a short story collection and another novel. My hope is that he'll tie them together a bit more, or he'll just be like, nah, fucking here's individual stories. Hmm. But, yeah, that's it. I just wanted to tie back to that, because I remembered I said that in the first episode, and I was like, don't forget that, Fatty. <laughs> so here's Fatty not forgetting. Anywho, uh, what was your thing?
1: They t- No, they talk about the, the self-writing notepad.
0: Ah, okay. Yeah. I told you that comes back. Yep. Like it's a major well, not a major part, but it's like Robin's major tool going forward. <laughs> but Oh, um, and, and the other I thing
1: just... I the the other thing and I hopefully we don't have to cut this. I don't want it to go someplace weird, but Nipples. No. Um <laughs> the uh this is the, this is the first I don't I don't recall. I mean, I haven't read that many of these stories, but this is the first one where I got a description of Robin where I was like, uh-huh. "Oh, that's not how I imagined her." But uh, that she's black. Okay, Grandpa. No, I'm just saying, I, like it didn't.
0: <laughs>
1: I was I was picturing her more like uh I was picturing her more like um like Trailer Howard and Monk or something.
0: Mm, okay, yeah.
1: That's that's just what I had in my head. Wow. And then, and the, yeah, and then or you know that that type and uh, or like a Tailioni or something and. Uh, When he said that, I was like, oh, well, that's not what I had imagined. So then it turned into more like a uh, Rosario Dawson type.
0: That was a double-edged wow, just so you know. Uh, wow, because that's how you pictured her. And wow, because it's like fucking dropping a monk reference. Nice job.
1: I know. I know. That's normally my job. Well, I know. <laughs> and it might have just been that I had that in the back of my head because you'd asked me about the that movie when we were right before we were reading this.
0: Mm, okay. Hmm it's curious you know but i I think think i always but i think i always
1: kind of mixed i think i always mixed her up with the the ghost girlfriend in my head too so
0: i've run into that a lot yeah
1: so like i kind of have because i've seen a you know a rendering of her or whatever so i think i think that's like in the back of my head too like making me think she looks like something that she
0: yeah i don't think robin was in that comic
1: i don't think so
0: which, I mean, I'll be honest, that comic I don't think was the best renderings of the crew because Maguin looked a little too much like the kid from fucking Mad Magazine to me in that. And I did not like that. Which <laughs> might explain why he hasn't done any more fucking comics. Yeah. Yeah, uh, he mentions that offhandedly a few times. So it's like, I knew, but yeah. I can see you're confused. I've, I have noticed, I've talked to a couple people who've read these stories, and they do tend to get, uh, Spooky and Robin mixed up, and it's even more fucked up when like you realize that Cheyenne's name isn't really Cheyenne. I think her real name is Anne, and she was shy, so he just called her Cheyenne.
1: Oh, really? Hmm.
0: So it's like she's got three fucking names, so add Robin to the mix, and it's like, I don't know, He just he's confused about her identity, I guess. I don't fucking know.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: because, yeah, her name's Anne, he calls her Cheyenne, and then he also calls her Spooky. So, yeah, there's a bit of an identity crisis there. Mm, okay. And I've I've noticed there's quite a few times, because they do kind of overlap their roles in the stories. Although, like, he's obviously fucking Spooky's his romantic interest, and uh, but Robin's his fucking business partner, so they're both partners, you know? Right. So, yeah, I really do see the confusion.
1: <laughs> yeah, because every once in a while I'll... I'll be reading and I'll, oh, wait, there's two women in this story. I forgot. Right. Because in my, well, and, for know, some reason in my head, I always, I always picture the ghost as the lawyer, but. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, wait, no, they're well, totally and I mean, different she people. takes care
0: of a lot of the paperwork and shit, too. So there's a lot of paperwork and lawyering. Yeah. But, you know, it it's funny, too, because Dan and Magoo and they both, they're kind of cover the same area, too. Yeah. One's a cop, one's a fucking PI. Right. So, yeah. Anyway, that's interesting. I'm still caught up on you making a monk reference. <laughs> um, Knocked me on my ass. It's like, he did the thing. Yeah. But real quick, I'll read this excerpt from my review, and then we'll get into it. Okay. You'll notice in this review that I was still honing in, mm-hmm. because I say something that kind of contradict well, not contradicts, but it's different from what I said in our first episode, but we'll get into it, and we'll see if you can spot it, okay? Okay. Cold Dead Turkey gives us... A story that must be an anthropologist wet dreams, wet dream set at Christmas, you know, to take advantage of the extra magic An Aztec mummy and an Egyptian mummy are at odds over a sacrificial Turkey being specifically raised to fulfill a centuries long wish. This one perfectly encapsulates why I love the series. It's unabashedly and unapologetically ridiculous. This is what I'm talking about when I say this series feels like a mix of the Monsters and Rockford Files. It's a perfect balance of humor, monsters, and detective footwork. It's up there with role model, hair raising, and death warmed over as my favorite stories in the franchise. That's it. Okay. Make a fucking sick Andy joke now, dickhead. (laughs) I was still laughing about the snake in my boot line from the first one. You didn't know where the fuck I was coming from, did you? No. Good lord. That's why I'm the lore keeper over here.
1: It's one of my shining moments, too.
0: Yeah. So you see there I mentioned monsters instead of Adam's family. That's what I was talking about.
1: Ah, okay. I was
0: still trying to hone in on what the vibe of this series is. But anywho, um, let's dive in. Okay. So, old... Danny boy, the pipes, the pipes are calling. He's uh walking down the street and he gets stopped by a uh Mayan vampire, right?
1: Uh, uh No Mummy. Aztec, right? sorry. Aztec. Yeah, Aztec mummy.
0: Mummy. Jeez, I just read it in the review. Good lord. <laughs> uh but yeah, he gets stopped by an Aztec. I almost said vampire again. What the fuck? Uh
1: I don't Mummy. Know. Mummy.
0: Yeah. And uh dude's like, hey, you're Dan Chamble. Chambeau actually, uh, you've got to help me. And he's like, with what? And turns out this dude has a fucking turkey he's been raising because he's got a uh sled that he had when he was back in Aztec-y times.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And uh, you take it from there. I'm tired of talking. Uh. <laughs> no, he had this rival back in aztec times that was like kind of a dick and stole his girl or something. Right.
1: Yeah, and he's trying to get he he wants to win her back or get her back, but she's dead, right? Right. And he thinks the way to do that, or what he wants to do, is get this turkey because it has a magic wishbone in it that can grant a wish, and he's going to use this wish to get his sled back because he used to they he used to enjoy uh, riding the sled with his girlfriend that he misses. Right. And then, like right away, my first thought, and then dan says it too is like why don't you just use the wishbone to wish your girlfriend back instead of the fucking sled
0: (laughs) right and dan doesn't say that at first because he's no he thinks it different strokes for different folks right Right. he thinks
1: he thinks it though he doesn't say it till the very end but i mean say it out loud
0: spoilers
1: my bad but
0: yeah he (laughs) but yeah he's basically like he said he's just like that don't make much sense but whatever different strokes for different folks and the dude's like can you help me find this fucking turkey? Because he also, like, he raised it, he oh yeah, tattooed it, was, it with these different runes and shit. I know, shit. it's a
1: real, it's a real sick, this guy's a real sick fucker, man. He, like, <laughs> raised this thing <laughs> up and, yeah, you find out later he keeps it in, like, a fucking special cage with all this special decoration and he, like, pimps out other turkeys to come over and fuck this turkey and, like.
0: But to imbue it with more magic so his wish will come true. I know,
1: but I'm like, man, this thing's fucking dark. This is weird.
0: And Fat Boy likes this, huh? Okay, I'll keep reading. I guess. All I, could, all I kept thinking
1: was, like, this turkey must be delicious.
0: <laughs>
1: He's like the big, the big uh, fat cart. as the big fat Cartman of turkeys that can barely walk.
0: <laughs> Respect my turkey, sir. Uh
1: huh.
0: And see, now this one does a better job than the first story of like laying pipe for the ending. mm
1: Hmm. Yeah, I thought this was—I thought this was a way more. um I, I like this one a lot better than the first one. There's a lot more business going on in this one,
0: right? And it's longer too. Yeah, well, this is I mean, the longest of the three stories we've covered, and it's like it shows because it's got a lot more depth to it. Yeah. But yeah, he does a way better job, I think, in this one laying. I think I said laying pipe. I meant laying track Jesus. for the ending. Yeah. Yeah, he's laying pipe. Oh yeah, I'm fucking jizzing stories out. But in track for the ending because like there's an offhanded it feels like almost offhanded run in with the dude that uh, woke up next to Dan and the dude's running. Well, he, I was gonna say he's running merch. That sounds like he's fucking doing illegal doing doing it illegally. He's a uh, truck driver and he's hauling cars. Oh, yeah.
1: yeah, I thought that was a cool thing. His his uh, mummy is a zombie brother or whatever whatever they called yeah, dirt, it. His undead. His dirt I think it's brother. Dirt buddy. Yeah, dirt buddy. Yeah. yeah.
0: This dude comes flying through the quarter like like a fucking bat out of hell, mm-hmm. uh, driving his truck, and yells out, and he's like, hey, watch out, assholes, or something, and Dan's like, what the fucking dude's like, oh shit, it's you, Dan. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I should I really should slow down, and it just feels like you know another day in the quarter. It feels like color, you know? Yeah. So, uh, move forward, and- We meet the um uh good god uh I'm wanting to say vampire again.
1: No, the Aztec mummy.
0: Yeah, but don't we meet? Oh yeah, um, yeah.
1: When he goes back to his when he goes back to the office, there's a Robin's got a client and it's a gorgon. Right. The a Medusa. Uh huh. But it's like a hippie Medusa
0: (laughs) who's who's got like all
1: of her snakes are blindfolded, so she doesn't turn people into stone, and like she sounds like a really annoying um patchouli stink snake lady i was gonna say well go to go back to the aztec mummy his he thinks it's the uh or no he doesn't think but he's uh he's got a the the aztec mummy's got a real problem with uh egyptian mummies because he right because he 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 thinks they're like assholes yeah because they're like they're like wrapped up and they're preserved and all, all that shit. And he's like, they just let us fucking basically dry out in the sun <laughs> or something like they're, like they're like they're true mummies. Right. Not artificially mummified or whatever. And
0: I, I remember, too, he has a line where he's like, I still have my brain. Yeah. They nobody. Don't.
1: Yeah. Nobody scooped my brain out through my nose.
0: Right. Which is, again, laying fucking track here.
1: And this dude's name is Cashew Petal.
0: <laughs> yeah. I thought that was funny. Mm hmm. And it, throughout the story, they're all like Gazuntite and shit too. Right. Yeah. Because the way he says it, it sounds like fucking a sneeze, unless you're one of those assholes that makes a big production when you sneeze, and you're like, ha ha Anywho, <laughs> what what's his uh, girlfriend that he's trying to get back? What's her name? It's Susie... Susie.
1: Susie. Toke or something.
0: Okay. Susie Toke. I couldn't fucking. Yeah, Susie Toke or something. Look, like I'm that. not a smart. All right. I I read words. I don't fucking. Say him. Um, Although technically I do that too. But shut up. His uh rival back in the day was Burt Puddle.
1: Bert Puddle, that's right. So anyway, the, the Gorgons there the Gorgons there trying to get legal advice about what to do if she was if she had just found some relic that could grant wishes or something and or or, or if she was trying to get like basically absolution for stealing something if it means she was do or if it was for the reason that she was gonna do something good with it. Right. And uh, Robin keeps telling her, no, it's still against the law. It's still against the law. Anyway.
0: Right. Stealing is still stealing, no matter if it's for a good reason.
1: Uh, jump ahead. Then he goes to see Magoo.
0: There's a lot of walking in this one.
1: Yeah. Yeah. He goes and meets everybody.
0: Yeah. It's like, what can you do for me today? <laughs> right. <laughs> and uh, But he um, had
1: he had to go. Uh, let's see. Oh, apparently, apparently, there's a bunch of missing turkeys. It was like a rash of missing turkeys going on.
0: Okay, yeah, yeah. Which I guess they're just collecting them for wishbones, right?
1: I, I guess I don't. They never really said.
0: Or, see, the thing I love doing this show, but I, I, it real it reveals that my fucking brain is Swiss cheese because I actually read this story and I'm like, what happened? <laughs> right. <laughs> I think what they did was they. St- stole a bunch of turkeys maybe as a cover so it wouldn't be like no no we just stole his turkey you know
1: oh okay okay but anyway Dan Dan Fish Dan fills out a missing turkey report because there's an actual <laughs> form for a missing turkey I guess
0: we get a classic fucking shitty Magoo joke if the zombie apocalypse happens in Vegas would it stay in Vegas Ugh. Magoo's joke corner <laughs> <laughs>
1: yep. So anyway, Dan couldn't f- fill out every piece of the information on the form, so we had to go back and see this fucking shrunken raisin. I I almost said vampire Cash this time. Fuck. Uh, <laughs> mummy. And then idiocy
0: uh, is spreading gang. <laughs>
1: I know. And then
0: uh well you could have said I'm not an idiot. So he gets
1: Damn. to so he gets to the guy's house and it's like a a <laughs> fucking Mayan step pyramid. <laughs> looking house and then like next door or behind him or wherever his neighbor is lives in a fucking egyptian pyramid just to uh it's like this is reference
0: vox machina yeah his house is a ziggurat right
1: a ziggurat yeah
0: which as fucking scanlan called it a zipper twat oh my god yeah i know (laughs) fucked up in it
1: Uh uh-huh uh (laughs) moving on (laughs) (laughs)
0: i know i thought the same thing just move on yeah but the
1: the neighbor lives in an egyptian pyramid which we know from earlier he doesn't like egyptian mummies
0: and now he's got a good reason
1: yeah now now you can see there's probably a feud happening here Mm -hmm. um so he goes to talk to cashew petal
0: but not only is it a a pyramid it's got a fucking statue of anubis out front
1: yeah and a sphinx instead of instead of a lawn flamingo right yeah and so he takes him to the back to where this because he gave the turkey his own master bedroom so he takes him back to look at his room just to look at the cage where he escaped from and this is like another little running joke and the rest of the story is like these guys think the locking mechanisms they use are like foolproof or something but they're ba- they're basically just right. like a hook and a hook and loop little fucking latch
0: right because fucking if you're coming from a thousand years ago that's fucking high tech
1: well, that's true. I didn't even think about I, it like that. But yeah, you're right. It would laser be. laser
0: tripwires and shit.
1: Yeah. Uh, and so he's like, I I take it you're not on the best of terms with the pyramid next door. And then uh, he's like, yeah, he's uppity and gets his bandages cleaned at a high-priced rewrapping and styling salon and makes <laughs> insulting <laughs> comments about Aztec mummies that aren't real mummies and that we're pretenders and blah, blah, blah. And uh, that's enough reason to hate your neighbor, isn't it? And so basically that's well... like, I mean... You've done it for less. Who? You.
0: What are you talking about? I don't know. I have damn good reasons. They look at me funny.
1: (laughs) (laughs) They drove down the street, goddammit. Yeah. uh, At a reasonable speed.
0: (laughs) Did they have their odometers checked? Right. Uh, So... The uh, Egyptian mummy, his name, I loved. Oh,
1: yeah, I know. I didn't even get it for a couple paragraphs or a couple mentions of it. And then I was oh, like, oh, Lord, I get dude. it. Come I on. Know. Oh, I wasn't thinking that. I was just reading the book, dude.
0: I'm not looking for funnies. I'm reading. Yeah, it's F. Tup.
1: F. Tup. Yep.
0: <laughs> you know, in this series, he doesn't really go too fucked up. He keeps it very surface level on that front. Mm-hmm. But he does slip in shit like that, that it's like, oh, that's clever. It's not just being like, his name is Fuckface McGee. Move on. Right. (laughs) Like I would. (laughs) Right. So, yeah, like you said, he's like, oh, he thinks he's fucking king shit or whatever. Mm -hmm. Here's where we get a bit more uh, background on what he's doing with the turkey and shit, where, like, he's rubbing its fucking gobbler and- Uh, what
1: i said "Ooh, god
0: (laughs) tickling his waddle and everything Mm -hmm. and dan's like you sure he didn't get out and he's like but the fucking thing they really lean into how fucking stupid turkeys are
1: right yeah he keeps saying over and over again how dumb this turkey is like he couldn't have possibly let himself out of this cage and
0: right and he says turkeys are Turkeys can drown in a rainstorm because they aren't smart enough to close their beaks. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, God damn.
1: That's pretty dumb. What you
0: got against turkeys?
1: But Dan eventually goes back to the office and, and talks to uh, Robin again about her client. And then it comes out that she was going to, st- her client was stealing a, wi- a wishbone or a wish turkey. Right. And she was going to, her her boyfriend acquired it. and uh,
0: I, I think bo- we forgot to mention, though, oh. that... Yeah. this takes place at christmas because there's a special magic too
1: oh yeah this ritual about the turkey has to happen at christmas so that's why he's trying to get the turkey back in so 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 quickly because it's christmas is only a couple of days away and he can't miss right. his window to do the ritual
0: which we that needs to be mentioned because it's like why else are we fucking doing this story It it is christmas themed
1: right yeah yeah actually a lot more a lot more so than the vinny one
0: I mean, yeah, that was a really offhanded mention be like, Yeah, it's Christmas anyway. But they he does keep pounding that it's like Christmas turkey, it's fucking extra Christmas magic, all that type of shit. So anyway. But it
1: comes out that this the the Gorgon the Gorgon and her boyfriend acquired this wish turkey and they were gonna right. use it for to wish for world peace or something. Then Dan realizes oh shit.
0: These fucking scrotes stole it from next door.
1: Right. And then the the real fear was like, now then he then he's like, this could be like a monkey's paw situation, and this whatever you wish for could come true, but in a fucked up way. And so he's worried he's worried that if these two dummies wish for world peace that they're just gonna make everybody disappear on the planet
0: right. And the other interesting thing in this section is that Robin's like, "Whoa whoa, whoa, you can't fucking use that against him. He's my client, so or she's my client. So that's a conflict of interest and not ethical. And he says, which is interesting because, What's her name? Saffron? Saffron? Uh, the client?
1: Uh, Yes. He says, yeah, but Saffron. we're doing
0: it for the right reason, so she would understand that. Uh, huh. There shouldn't be any contest as, as to which one had the better reason for sacrificing the magical turkey, which, in a minute, it's funny because I think this story works because it comes down to like the idiocy of people. Yeah. Because... In the end, Dan comes to the conclusion, which, I mean, I don't mean to spoil it, but he comes to the conclusion where it's like, why don't you just get another turkey, too? And the dude's like, yeah, I'll have to do that next year. And it's like, people become so obsessed over, I need to do this one thing at this one time that it's Mm -hmm. like, you can do it all again, fuckhead. (laughs) You know? Yeah. Can't see the forest through the trees. Uh, And Dan tells her, too, it's like, it's not a conflict of interest. Stealing is stealing, whether she wants to whether or not her wish sounds better than my client's. And she's like, you know what? You're right. Law's the law. Let's get to it. But see, doesn't that break like attorney-client privilege? Attorney-client privilege?
1: Well, maybe.
0: Because she's not saying I'm going to steal more. It's kind of like a therapist where you can tell your therapist or a lawyer, it's like, I've killed somebody. But if you tell, and they can't do anything. But if you tell them, I'm going to kill them, again, they're, they have to call the cops and shit. Mm-hmm. Kind of like that, isn't it?
1: I mean, kind of, but I guess, I guess.
0: I'm trying to make this more legally than it needs to be.
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's maybe a gray area because, uh, like, she's not, uh, I mean, I don't think, I mean, she didn't, like, uh, I don't know. Well, and she didn't, did she come right out and say that she stole the turkey or that she, she was just saying think that Dan they.
0: I just put two and two together yeah, to make she, four. Yeah,
1: so, well, it, not really, because she didn't tell him. That she committed a crime. Right. She just said, they're, she's asking about this turkey that they have. Can they use it? And Well,
0: I mean, I think she did admit to a crime, just not specifics. Oh. It'd be like if I told you, it's like, oh, I stole a car. I'm not telling you what car, but I stole a car.
1: Oh, yeah, where she stole this thing and yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Right. But she's not saying, I'm going to steal another car.
1: Hmm. Yeah, I don't know.
0: It <laughs> It's a legal gray area and I don't care no more. Right. <laughs> fair enough so they go and get Magoo again and they head back to the place I thought this was a good bit of almost farce this feels like something from Frasier or something where there's a lot of back and forth and mm-hmm. or even fucking Clue uh, Magoo has the badge they go uh, they take him and go to get the fucking turkey and shit and uh, Robin's with them oh, Goddamn, damn Cheyenne's there too
1: yeah they're all there
0: they go beating on the door and fucking they're like, let us in, you sons of bitches. Uh, oh, and they got a warrant too. Jesus.
1: Yeah, there's no joke.
0: Uh, no fucking shit. And you can tell this fucking Saffron. She's a real hippie, dippy fuck because she's like, hey, good to see you, Miss Dyer. Honey, invite him in for some cookies. You know what the fuck's in them cookies, don't you? And they're basically like, look, fuck, we know you fucking stole that goddamn turkey. And they're like, what? And then don't they hear? Yeah, they hear a bunch of from the right. back.
1: Yep. so they all so, go. Out, they all go back up back to this shed that's in the back.
0: Yeah, they take them out to the wood shed.
1: Yep, and they bust into it, and it's like a a shed full of all these cages that have all these mythical little creatures in it. Like, there's a garden gnome and um, a unicorn. Yeah, like a, there's a. Yeah, I thought that was fucked up. There's a unicorn out in the back in a corral that's like knee deep in its own uh, rainbow shit. A purple, no, it's purple a shit. Hobbled,
0: yeah, yeah, a hobbled unicorn, filthy and skeletal. Its mane and tail drooping and tangled. So basically, they break into a fucking uh, animal hoarder situation. Uh
1: huh. Yeah, but they were stealing uh, all these. They were stealing all these. Uh, yeah, it was a, like an animal hoarder. They think they're they're doing good for these uh, these things,
0: right? And Magoo's like, "This is fucking gross." He's like, "We kept it for its own good, man. We were gonna make the world full of magic and light." And fucking Cashew Petal shows up, and he's like, what the fuck? And Dan's like, yo, get back here. We found your turkey. And like you said, F-Tup is like, yeah, you'll never get through my locks, fuckers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was secured with a simple hook and eye clasp. Did no one understand security these days?
1: <laughs> right.
0: He breaks in. the. It's mummy fucking Smackdown, dude. Yeah. And in the fucking kerfuffle, the turkey goes fucking hauling ass out into the street. And uh, tie back to what I said earlier, he does a great job of laying the track for this that you don't see it coming. It just feels like an incident in the quarter. Mm-hmm. Out of nowhere, a fucking truck comes screaming out and it's like, arr, arr, and runs over to goddamn Toikey.
1: Yep. I saw that coming. I was like, oh no. And then like, there's like some magic flash under the thing that was the wishbone activating.
0: Uh-huh. And it's driver Steve.
1: Right. Yep, yeah, just as he says. I wish you, because they're all wishing for their thing desperately, out loud, mm-hmm. so that if the, if the wishbone happens, it it will take their wish or whatever. And then he's like, "Well, I wish you guys would stop running out into traffic or something like that." And they they like are magically like forced to look both ways and, and can't figure out why. And so it was like his wish came true.
0: And dude's like, "Oh shit, sorry. I yelled at you. I was going too fast in a residential area, wasn't I?" And he mentioned earlier that there's a bunch of necro- uh, necromancers moving out to the rural areas. Uh-huh. That's something that goes through the rest of the series, too. Like, there's weather mancers and shit, so they've got their weird fucking magical needs, and there's a necromancer in the newest novel, too.
1: Hmm.
0: Oh. Yeah, this is where they're all like, fuck, I wish we could do this, or I wish I could do that. Mm-hmm. And then that's when Dan's like, why don't you just fucking wish for your girl back? And he's like, I know! Next year I'll raise two turkeys, that way I can get my girl and my sled.
1: <laughs> I was like, hey, he's not that stupid after all.
0: <laughs> no shit. I thought he was a turkey for a minute. <laughs> and then once again we get a nice sweet ending with Shamble and Cheyenne, where she says, I wish we could just have Christmas together, and he says, You don't need mag you don't need a magic turkey. I promise I'll make your dream come true. Uh, I'll, you, won't you, won't I'll stuff you, you like you, a turkey. Yeah, Getting that fucking sex doll. Mm-hmm. Gonna fucking, oh, it's gonna be hot. There's a, uh, I, did you hear my voice right there? I there's did. a, uh, like, dude, <laughs> there's another story in here mm-hmm. called Game Night. I think it was the one right before this that I'd love to read sometime with you. I think it's might be my favorite shamble short story. Okay. I just wanted to mention that if anybody's out there and you get this book, look at Game Night specifically. It's a good one. But yeah, that's pretty much the story, gang. And it's funny because there's a lot more packed into this one, mm-hmm. but it's mostly a lot of running around. It's like fucking Jay and Bob strike back.
1: Well, yeah, you really get to see them like doing the legwork for the investigation right. and stuff.
0: But I'm with you. I like this one a lot better than the other one. And I like the other one.
1: Yeah, the other one was fine. But like I said, it it was just kind of like, I mean, it was short. I mean, it's a short story, but it right. was like really short. There was not right. a whole lot of, you know, depth or world building necessarily. Like this, if this is the first one, well, not the first one because we've read, uh, uh because we've read other books, but of these, see, shorts, my stupid's contagious. I know of these short stories. <laughs> this one had like the most, uh, like, like you get a sense of the the city and like, yeah, you know.
0: Well, I think the thing is too. It's a like, real pictures yes, being painted he's ex- of stuff. Right, he's an experienced writer, but like he's getting comfortable with this world too Mm -hmm. because i think at this point he was four novels in
1: Mm okay uh
0: and not to get too deep into the making of but i think kensington was like yeah we're not gonna renew your contract for more of these Mm -hmm. so he he was in between putting out uh tastes like chicken i think and i think he did this to basically see if there was interest Mm and um apparently there was enough interest that he was like, yeah, I'm going to keep fucking writing these on my own. And then he turned to Kickstarter and saw, Oh yeah, people want these fucking things. So I think this was after a bit of a break and he was getting his confidence back or maybe just exploring the world more. Mm -hmm. So yeah, you, you can feel the strength and confidence, I think in this story and a lot of the stories in this collection, honestly, because like high midnight, that's another one that you get to see a very specific slice of the quarter. Game night is one where you explore our main characters way deeper. There's another one in here that I can't remember what the title is, but where him and Spooky get locked in a crypt that's supposed to be impenetrable. You can't get in or out or you can't get out of. Mm -hmm. And that's a great character exploration, too. So, yeah, it's him getting more comfortable and feeling like he can explore more.
1: Right. That makes sense.
0: Which the fucking new novel he does a good bit of that too. I'm gonna have my review of that out hopefully around the same time as this. It all depends on if the site wants to be a fucking asshole.
1: It probably will. But
0: it will, but it uh yeah. Any uh final thoughts?
1: Mm, no, I don't think so. This one was fun though.
0: Yeah, it's stories like this that I really wish he would focus on, like trying to get it made as an animated series.
1: Yeah, I could see that. That would This would work really well as like a little animated short or episode of an animated season.
0: He hasn't talked any more about it, but I think he's still trying to go the live action route, which just the makeup alone and the special effects you'd need alone, I think that's a mistake.
1: Mm, I don't know. It'd be really cool. It would look really cool. It would. And oh, the, it definitely would. The set designs and stuff would be pretty awesome, I think. But, but yeah, it might be pretty pricey. Probably be way easier to get an animation made than... Honestly,
0: I think it's like, even if you do just like uh, proof of concept that way to be like, this is what it could be, but let's, you know, figure it out. But Mm. I I think it would just be so goddamn expensive that I think it would prohibit it from going multiple years. So, yeah, I really wish you would try to get an animated something, even if it was just like a series of I was going to say direct to video movies, but the direct to video market's basically dead. Yeah, but something like that. But yeah, I might have to pester him about that and be like, yo, any fucking news? I know he won't tell me anything publicly, but Mm -hmm. he dropped a bunch of teases before COVID and then COVID happened and that kind of fucked everything. So I don't know. I hope Shamble wasn't the fucking another casualty of COVID. Anyway, now I'm rambling and getting wistful. Anything else?
1: Mm, No, I don't think so.
0: Okay. Time for Patreon shout out thank you times. Uh, they go to at G-I-G-I-A-M-K three zero at Spider Scooby at Stie Boost, at AC Ferrell1976 at Josh M M at Corny Jenkins at underscore thirteen Chris at T E S D Groupie at Forgeticus Big Bad Forget at zero 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 underscore three at Zooligan and Michael K. That's Patreon shout out. Thank you, Times. Thanks, guys. Uh, regular thank yous go to at the J Sarge for opening music, which Josh said something on uh, Discord, and he was like, "God damn, that's good too." I still prefer the main show intro, but I love all these variations you guys have, and it's like, yeah, Jay Sarge is a fucking legend, man.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, but at Sherry Archinoff for everything she's done for us, at Looking for Eight for our Knights of not Blitzdom design, and at Steve Boost for our Nerd Rats and Blistery, blistery, blistery. Fuck, blistery machine design. God damn it! Uh, at T E S D Groupie and at G I G I A M K three zero for their help with the intro.
1: Thanks, guys. Oh, you're done. Okay, thanks, guys. I thought there was more. <laughs> oh, you done? <laughs> no, I thought there was more. I spaced for a second.
0: <laughs> Fiddy man just woke up, gang. So my high energy shits a little too much.
1: Yeah, we record. We're recording this like the opposite of how we usually do
0: yeah normally by the end he's fucking seepy again now he's still trying to fucking shake off the crusty sleeps Yep. but th- honestly this goes back to how it was the first time we recorded yeah i know anyway uh time for our shit yep time for our shit subscribe rate and review us on apple podcast uh podcast addicts or tune in SoundCloud, or find everything we do at nerplitz.com or dirtyfatcocksucker.com Get yourself some merch by going to redbubble.com slash people slash nerdblitzpods. Redbubble.com slash people slash nerdblitzpod slash portfolio. Or go to spring.com and search The Nerd Blitz. Get yourself some extra audio by going to patreon.com slash nerdblitzpod. Or go to amazon.com and search Camping Trip and Other Stories. Or Doomed, the collected essays and reviews. Other than that, I'm at the Scooby-Doom. You are?
1: At Fitzman 73.
0: And together we're at Nerd Blitz Pod. That's a fucking show for you, gang. Um, real quick, we we still have the main show coming, but that might be after Christmas. I don't know. It all depends on if we can get it recorded and cut. Mm-hmm. But uh, just wanted to say, first of all, special thanks to Old Fitty Man here because he really showed up this year to fucking get this done and get these cutted, cutted. Jesus Christ. Uh, he really showed up. He's got a lot going on, as most of you know. So give it up for Old Fitty Man here for, you know, putting in the extra effort. Yay me. Yeah, yay you. Um. Also, I just wanted to say I hope I really hope you guys help spread the word on this because it did take a lot of extra effort to get this done. I've said in years past we try around this time of year to fucking put in that extra effort because we know this time of year can suck for a lot of people. So if you fucking dig this. Please do us a solid and spread the word a little bit. Be like, these fucking jackasses, they put out three book clubs talking about, well, two stories that are Christmas-related and one that kind of offhandedly mentions Christmas.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Two and a half Christmas short stories.
0: I mean, do like three lines mentioning Christmas count as a half?
1: Two and a tenth.
0: (laughs) Two and six-nineteenths, just to bring that back.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Two and six-nineteenths, exactly.
0: So, uh, do us a solid and fucking spread the word, gang, please. If we don't get the fucking holiday episode out, which we've got a guest playing telephone this year. Yeah, telephone's back, motherfuckers. If we don't get that episode out before Christmas, just fucking thanks for hanging out with us, gang, and hope you guys have a great holiday.
1: Yeah, thanks, guys.
0: (laughs) Shit got too sappy, and he's like, move on, I'm I'm nervous. (laughs) (laughs) I need an adult- I need an adult. He's fucking making me feel feels, and I don't like it. Um, But until next time, when we come back with Who the Fuck Knows, gang.
1: Bye. No. Bookmark it.
0: <laughs> no. Put it back put it on, on the, the sho- shelf. Oh,
1: yeah. Put it on the shelf, because we're done with the series. Yep.
0: Yeah. Oh, my God. See, I'm not the only fuck up in this whatever you call us. No, you're not. <sighs> my stupid spread. <laughs> Ho, ho, ho. This has been a feature of JJ2E Media and TSDJA Productions.